Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 10th day of January. Welcome, everybody. So good to be here with you on this cold day in Middle Tennessee. I've got my Wind Farm coffee. Baby, you've got yours too. And uh, we're here around the global campfire. It's warm. The fire is warm. It's crackling. I can hear it. And I feel uh, the glow radiating from the light that is being emitted from the beauty of a community gathered around pursuing deeper relationship, intimacy with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we do that here in connection through His Word, and we do that here specifically in connection through his word in chronological order. So we're going to continue with that today, reading Job chapters 24 through 28. This week we're reading the New Living Translation. And I know I switched it up just a little bit because I messed up last week and I just went with it. So we switched the weeks. We'll be here in the NLT for the rest of this week. Let's jump in. Job chapter 24. Why doesn't the Almighty bring the wicked to judgment? Why must the godly wait for him in vain? Evil people steal land by moving the boundary markers. They steal livestock and put them in their own pastures. They take the orphan's donkey and demand the widow's ox as security for a loan. The poor are pushed off the path. The needy must hide together for safety. Like wild donkeys in the wilderness, the poor must spend all their time looking for food searching even in the desert for food for their children. They harvest a field they do not own, and they glean in the vineyards of the wicked. All night they lie naked in the cold without clothing or covering. They are soaked by mountain showers, and they huddle against the rocks for want of a home. The wicked snatch a widow's child from her breast, taking the baby as security for a loan. The poor must go about naked without any clothing. They harvest food for others while they themselves are starving. They press out olive oil without being allowed to taste it, and they tread in the wine press as they suffer from the thirst. The groans of the dying rise from the city and the wounded cry for help, yet God ignores their moaning. Wicked people rebel against the light. They refuse to acknowledge its ways or stay in its paths. The murderer rises in the early dawn to kill the poor and needy. At night, he is a thief. The adulterer waits for the twilight, saying, No one will see me then. He hides his face so no one will know him. Thieves break into houses at night and sleep in the daytime. They are not acquainted with the light. The black night is their mourning. They ally themselves with the terrors of the darkness. But they disappear like foam down a river. Everything they own is cursed, and they are afraid to enter their own vineyards. The grave consumes sinners just as drought and heat consume snow. Their own mothers will forget them. Maggots will find them sweet to eat. No one will remember them. Wicked people are broken like a tree in the storm. They cheat the woman who has no son to help her. They refuse to help the needy widow. God in his power drags away the rich. They may rise high, but they have no assurance of life. They may be allowed to live in security, but God is always watching them. And though they are great now, 
In a moment, they will be gone like all others, cut off like heads of grain. Can anyone claim otherwise? Who can prove me wrong? Then Bildad the Shuhite replied, God is powerful and dreadful. He enforces peace in the heavens. Who is able to count his heavenly army? Doesn't his light shine on all the earth? How can a mortal be innocent before God? Can anyone born of a woman be pure? God is more glorious than the moon. He shines brighter than the stars. In comparison, people are maggots. We mortals are mere worms. Then Job spoke again. How you have helped the powerless. How you have saved the weak. How you have enlightened my stupidity. What wise advice you have offered. Where have you gotten all these wise sayings? Whose spirit speaks through you? The dead tremble, those who live beneath the waters. The underworld is naked in God's presence. The place of destruction is uncovered. God stretches the northern sky over empty space and hangs the earth on nothing. He wraps the rain in his thick clouds and the clouds don't burst with the weight. He covers the face of the moon, shrouding it with his clouds. He created the horizon when he separated the waters. He set the boundary between day and night. The foundations of heaven tremble. They shudder at his rebuke. By his power, the sea grew calm. By his skull, he crushed the great sea monster. His spirit made the heavens beautiful, and his power pierced the gliding serpent. These are just the beginning of all that he does, merely a whisper of his power. Who then can comprehend the thunder of his power? Job continued speaking. I vow by the living God who has taken away my rights, by the Almighty who has embittered my soul as long as I live, while I have breath from God, my lips will speak no evil and my tongue will speak no lies. I will never concede that you are right. I will defend my integrity until I die. I will maintain my innocence without wavering. My conscience is clear for as long as I live. May my enemy be punished like the wicked my adversary like those who do evil. For what hope do the godless have when God cuts them off and takes away their life? Will God listen to their cry when trouble comes upon them? Can they take delight in the Almighty? Can they call to God at any time? I will teach you about God's power. I will not conceal anything concerning the Almighty. But you have seen all this, yet you say all these useless things to me. That is what the wicked will receive from God. This is their inheritance from the Almighty. They may have many children, but the children will die in war or starve to death. Those who survive will die of a plague, and not even their widows will mourn them. Evil people may have piles of money and may store away mounds of clothing, but the righteous will wear that clothing and the innocent will divide that money. The wicked build houses as fragile as a spider's web as flimsy as a shelter made of branches. The wicked go to bed rich, but wake to find that all their wealth is gone. Terror overwhelms them like a flood, and they are blown away in the storms of the night. The east wind carries them away, and they are gone. It sweeps them away. It whirls down on them without mercy. They struggle to flee from its power, but everyone jeers at them and mocks them. People know where to mine silver and how to refine gold. They know where to dig iron from the earth and how to smelt copper from rock. 
They know how to shine light in the darkness and explore the farthest regions of the earth as they search in the dark for ore. They sink a mine shaft into the earth, far from where anyone lives. They descend on ropes, swinging back and forth. Food is grown on the earth above, but down below, the earth is melted as by fire. Here the rocks contain precious lapis lazuli, and the dust contains gold. They are treasures no bird of prey can see, no falcon's eye observe. No wild animal has walked upon these treasures. No lion has ever set his paw there. People know how to tear apart flinty rocks and overturn the roots of mountains. They cut tunnels in the rocks and uncover precious stones. They dam up the trickling streams and bring to light the hidden treasures. But do people know where to find wisdom? Where can they find understanding? No one knows where to find it, for it is not found among the living. It is not here, says the ocean, nor is it here, says the sea. It cannot be bought with gold. It cannot be purchased with silver. It's worth more than all the gold of Ophir, greater than precious onyx or lapis lazuli. Wisdom is more valuable than gold and crystal. It cannot be purchased with jewels mounted in fine gold. Coral and jasper are worthless in trying to get it. The price of wisdom is far above rubies. Precious peridot from Ethiopia cannot be exchanged for it. It's worth more than the purest gold. But do people know where to find wisdom? Where can they find understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all humanity. Even the sharp-eyed birds in the sky cannot discover it. Destruction and death say, we've heard only rumors of where wisdom can be found. God alone understands the way to wisdom. He knows where it can be found, for he looks throughout the whole earth and sees everything under the heavens. He decided how hard the winds should blow and how much rain should fall. He made the laws for the rain and laid out a path for the lightning. Then he saw wisdom and evaluated it. He set it in place and examined it thoroughly. And this is what he says to all humanity. The fear of the Lord is true wisdom. To forsake evil is real understanding. We have a theme here today in our reading, in the dialogue that Job offers, and it's a great introduction to the word wisdom. Wisdom being maybe one of the greatest gifts we have available to us that we underutilize. Maybe we don't utilize it at all sometimes. And what a great line to end with today. The fear of the Lord is true wisdom. To forsake evil is real understanding. And unless we understand the phrase, the fear of the Lord, then we may have an anemic definition of wisdom. The fear of the Lord that is often mentioned in the Bible is not being scared of God in a sense of harm. The fear of the Lord is the reverence of God, the awe of the capabilities of someone or something that we can not comprehend, that we cannot formulate, that we oftentimes 
cannot figure out, but also at the same time, often responses from him that are so black and white, so formulated, so matter of fact. And we have the story of Job who is questioning all of that. How can we think we can understand something so far beyond us? And so maybe just some things to ponder, some things to sit with after today's reading is, what is your interpretation of wisdom? What is your interpretation of evil? And what would it look like to go forward living in the fear of the Lord, knowing that that is true wisdom? We have plenty of knowledge available to us. It is readily available and accessible at our fingertips. And just when you think you have mastered the art of research on something, then you can find a whole nother world of research that goes against the argument that you just researched. We are in no lack of information, but what we do truly lack is wisdom. And I guess maybe just some final thoughts for today is this. We can so often think we are making a right choice by choosing the right side. And oftentimes, wisdom is hearing both sides, the side we would never even consider, let alone giving a voice to and sitting with and hearing it. And so if wisdom is truly living in the fear of the Lord, then maybe it is both sides, hearing both sides, sitting with both sides, contemplating both sides, and surrendering it at the feet of God, thinking you know the answer, but taking hands off to allow God to work, knowing his ways, his thoughts, his actions, his heart towards us, are unfathomable but yet if we truly trust him then we have to surrender our will our agenda our preferences and allow him to be who he is as we realize he allows us to be who we are and he still loves us Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for wisdom being available to us, being accessible to us. To even give us such a gift can be incomprehensible. And I pray that we would all thirst for wisdom, that we would seek wisdom, that we would allow time and space for wisdom to be present for wisdom to guide us. And I thank you, God, that as we seek wisdom, you reveal your heart to us in a deeper way. You reveal your true nature to us in a deeper way. Thank you for longing to be in relationship with us and the benefits, the gifts that you offer through being in that relationship with you. Pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that's home base. Check it out, guys. If you have not, take a look around. That's the store, the resource center, so much for you to uh, just dive into and benefit from, uh, not just in the store, but the community. All of that is accessible at your fingertips. If you would like to partner with us here at the Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much for each and every partnership. We could not do this without you. We are so grateful that we do not have to. If you're giving by mail, DABPO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174, or if you're utilizing the app, hit the Give icon up at the top right-hand corner, and lastly, look for the Give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in several different ways for you to do so, 800-583-2164. Or once again, utilizing your app, hit the red circle button. It's located up at the top right-hand corner of your mobile device. You have two minutes. Hit submit at the end and then turn the wheel over to Chronological and it will get to the right place. That's it for me today. We will continue this dialogue in the book of Job tomorrow. And I look forward to turning the page and being here with you. Until then, I'm Jill. Love one another. Hey, Dabsy family. This is Grin Life from Texas. And I just wanted to call in and pray for all of those who are struggling with um, sickness right now, with, <clears throat> excuse me, COVID, flu, sinus infections, um, and then some of you guys have called in about your family members or friends having cancer again in different locations. Um, so Lord, we just lift up our sisters and brothers who are struggling in their flesh with disease and just ask that you would wash over them your peace, your goodness, your love, your hope. Heal them from the inside out. Help them to trust in you in the midst of their suffering. And Lord, help the friends and family know how to help them and serve them and lift them up and encourage them during the time that they are suffering. And the one man who called and said his, I think it was his aunt had that lung issue. I just pray that they will find the right uh, medicine to help her breathe and um, that she can not suffer so long. Um, but also, guys, I wanted to share, I know you, some of you have been praying for my kids, um, Victor, my 27-year-old, who is special needs, who owns a house. He and his sister, my daughter, Tanya, they bought a house together last year. And um, well, Victor had lost his job, and so for a whole year, he's trying to find another job, and he's... He's been turned down because of his disability, pretty much. Um, they don't come out and say that, but it's been really difficult to find him a job. And there's a nursing home down the street where he lives. He doesn't drive, so he has to ride his bike. And they've implied that there's a position, so we're really, really hoping and praying that he can he can work there and serve, um, serve there. And if you guys just want to lift him up, with us, his name's Victor. We really could appreciate that. And um, also, I'm just asking for prayer for joy this year. Love you guys. Good morning. This is Susan from Texas, and I am calling for prayer for my husband, Felix. Um, Felix has been struggling for the last year and a half after having COVID, struggling with what they're calling long COVID. Um, he's gone from being a very active person who 
um, has stayed in really good shape and been able to do lots of things and now just really struggles daily with all the COVID symptoms, um, severe fatigue, headaches. It's affected his back and other parts of his body, um, daily headaches, and this is just really becoming, has become such a big issue for him. He is such a strong believer. Um, this is what has carried him through. I'm so thankful for that. Um, he just really seeks the Lord daily and um, pushes through, but I know his suffering and I know that it is very difficult for him. And so I would like to pray for him and ask that others would join me in praying for him. And I just thank you. Lord, I just come before you in the name of Jesus. And I just lift up my husband Felix to you. Lord, I just ask that you would continue to encourage him, that you would continue to give him strength, that you would give him hope. Lord, that you would um, just be very, very close to him, Lord. And I just um, thank you that he loves you and trusts you so much that it's been Good evening, Dabsy. This is Tanya calling in from Suffolk. I wanted to lift up Linda in prayer. Uh, she has COVID and also have a rare lung disease that really compromises her health. And also a young lady called in, wanted prayer for a family member that cancer has returned, but to another location. So Heavenly Father, I want to lift up, Lord God, these two to you, Lord. I'm asking, Father, for complete healing, Father, from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Lord God, I'm asking that you just show yourself mighty, Father. I bind COVID right now, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that Linda have a speedy recovery, Lord, while she's going through it. We continue to praise your name, Father. And I bind cancer right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I'm just believing that the treatment that's going to be performed, Lord, is going to heal, Father. Um, she will have a full recovery, Lord God, with that cancer. And Lord God, the doctors that's involved, asking, Lord, you just give them the right treatment, Lord, that's going to be effective for her body. And I'm just binding any side effects of that uh any side effects of the chemo, Lord God, that may possibly affect her body, that she would be able to endure, Lord, while she's going through. And this is my prayer to you in Jesus' name. Amen. As always, Dabsy, I love you guys and continue to be encouraged. And I just continue to keep everyone in prayer. And I just thank God for my prayer warriors, my prayer sisters, and my prayer brothers. I love you all. Have a great day.